From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. From its origins as a little-watched cable news broadcaster, Sky News has grown into a media powerhouse, reaching millions of people, primarily on YouTube. Now it's broadening its reach even further, into the homes of thousands of Australians living in the regions, further solidifying Rupert Murdoch's control of news media in Australia. Today, former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd. On the plan for Sky News and how it could impact Australian politics. It's Wednesday, August 18. Hello, Kevin. Hi, sorry about the delay, my fault. No, no problem at all. Um, How are you? Good, thank you. It looks lovely and sunny and possibly a bit tropical where you are. Uh, yeah, I'm in the People's Republic of Queensland, so it's, uh, it's, all, it's all good here. Well, it's lovely to have you on 7am. I'm assuming you listen to us regularly. You're a fan? Uh, yes. Uh, I have um, been tuning in for some time now, so I'm glad to be part of the program. Good to know. Um, I'm assuming that you prefer us to Sky News? Well, Sky is not exactly my number one preferred program outlet. I've probably spent uh, far too long living in China watching central Chinese television. Uh, And when I look at Sky Television and the thoughts of Murdoch, it has uncanny resonances from where I've lived and worked before in an authoritarian state. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about what your experience of Sky News was like when you were in Parliament. Was it kind of different back then to the way that it is now? Uh, Sky back then, prior to my uh, leaving the parliament by early 2014, because it still had, I think, uh, joint ownership between News Corporation 7 and, um, from memory, Telstra, was essentially a relatively neutral news platform. Greens leader Bob Brown, thank you very much for your time. The Intergovernmental Forest Agreement, that agreement doesn't actually authorise the end of all native forest harvesting, does it? No, far from it. It's, uh, actually... Lots of interviews during the day, lots of commentary, lots of news updates, no particular ideological angle. Well, being launched today is the fifth edition of the Macquarie Dictionary. And as always, there are a range of new words making their debut, more than 5,000 of them, in fact. And if you were to run a day's worth of coverage with that sky that we once knew, uh, with the sky we have today, it would be chalk and cheese. Did you know you are far more likely, far more likely to die of cold than you are of heat? Therefore, you should fear a a cooling earth more than you should fear a warming one. It's 20 times, Andrew. Uh, the peer-reviewed... And, of course, the difference was when uh, Murdoch took it over 100%, and he's then, since then, has sought to turn Sky Television Australia into the Antipodean equivalent of Fox News America. Mm. Can you describe to me the types of things that we're seeing on Sky now, the types of views that are presented um, and the things that you would say are taking us towards that more extreme end? Well, essentially it has two big characteristics. One is consistent with the News Corporation philosophy of the last decade to utterly conflate news with opinion. Words are inadequate to articulate the anger that people feel and have been expressing to me about this latest rubbish in Victoria. 
We are a civilized society. So and so they become seamless. And so that the Fox commentators' opinions become news and their rendition of the news. And these lunatics who make these decisions continue to be paid. Politicians and public servants. What kind of world are we living in? But the news is not rented as a separate set of uh, factual propositions. I tell you what, we draw closer to North Korea every day. People in Victoria who've barely heard of coronavirus, never seen a case, locked out. Why? Which brings you to the second element, which is facts no longer matter, evidence no longer matters. What sort of show are we running and who can Australians trust? What the philosophers would describe as empiricism uh, no longer matters and reason no longer matters. Wearing a mask makes a practical difference. So just following people who wear masks and the settings in which masks are worn uh, has shown that there's a, a really significant two-thirds or more reduction in transmission. But how true is that really? How safe exactly is that option? And the way it's now sold, is that actually putting lives in danger? It is simply the assertion of opinion as fact, and that has a debilitating effect on the quality of the political discourse. And the final element you see with the Fox model is um, the deliberate use of a polarisation of uh, far-right opinion in order to generate an enemy on the far left, in order to further consolidate the tribe around the banner of the far right. Okay, and so how does Sky's ultimate owner, Rupert Murdoch, fit into all of this, in your opinion? What do you think his ambition is here? Well, as of only a week ago, he has obtained the broadcasting rights from the likes of Wind Television and the regional television networks of Australia to produce all this Sky content free to air. So you've got to ask yourself this question. Is Murdoch actually making a buck out of any of this? Answer. No. Why is he doing it? Because this is a fundamental investment in seeking to support the re-election of the Liberal and National Party at the next federal election. And knowing how much political trouble Morrison's government is in, in the regions in particular, it's to prop up the Conservative vote. That's why I think anyone who concludes in progressive circles that Sky Television is of no political significance because, quote, who would watch it, unquote. The answer to that is an increasing number of people, 9 million views a week and growing rapidly and with a clear-cut political agenda spread across three delivery platforms. We'll be back in a moment. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship, and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read POST, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day. 
summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Kevin, Sky News has exploded in popularity in recent years, and that's largely thanks to social media. Their YouTube channel, it's got twice the viewership of the ABCs, and it's also got more subscribers than all three commercial TV networks put together. But Sky's channel, it was recently suspended by YouTube. So can you tell me why? Well, YouTube um, operates on the basis of some basic uh, ethical principles, including uh, in relation to the current pandemic, uh, the production of factual information on the pandemic and not simply the uh, production of uh, damaging disinformation which can harm public health. Lockdowns are the answer, are they? We're entering our third week. The cases increase. Am I missing something? If lockdowns work, why are the cases increasing? But there it is, isn't it, in black and white. The case fatality rate is 10 times lower for Delta than for the original strain. Alan, it's at least 10 times lower. It could be up to 20 times lower. 0.2%. And so they have a panel which applies those principles to the content which makes use of their platform. I had previously complained to YouTube about the far-right content of uh, much of uh, Sky News broadcast activity in Australia. I had not specifically complained about their coverage of uh, the pandemic, but this panel of uh, YouTube then took the matter to hand, reviewed the content and then, of course, issued... Uh, what they call the initial strike notice against a news corporation, which is um, you get a a punishment, a ban of one week, you have to remove the offending content. And if it's a three strikes and you're out approach, if they do it another two more times, then they are banned from using the YouTube platform forever. So it's a very significant move. And essentially what it says to the Australian viewing public is that you have an external media platform applying objectively its own criteria, saying to the Australian people, Murdoch, through Sky Television, has been producing disinformation and misinformation on the pandemic about vaccines, about lockdowns and about quack medicines. And until it's removed, then they'd be suspended from the service. And it's at the same time as Sky News is being suspended on YouTube that it's actually expanding its um, reach on television, including on free-to-air networks in regional Australia. Can you tell me about that? Well, here's an anecdote for you. I was talking to someone just recently uh, from uh, Wagga and another person from Dubbo. This is where these uh, regional news networks have considerable sway. Until recently, wind television, for example, and networks like it have had fairly thin content, to be quite honest. Enter the Sky News 24-7 diatribe and, frankly, uh, you find it on in households um, right across regional centres and cities across the country. And when you look at regional Australia, it does represent something like about uh, one-third of the total seats in the Australian House of Representatives, somewhere between a quarter and a third. In my home state of Queensland, it's fundamental to whether or not the Labor Party carries the state or not. And it's in these regional centres where this uh, Sky uh, television content is now being broadcast big time. Its objective, the conservativisation 
of regional Australia in support of the Liberal and National Party, making it increasingly impossible for the Labor Party to win regional seats. That's the agenda. It's purely political. Mm. And what do you think it says that YouTube is suspending Sky at a time in which they're gaining more ground in Australia through these regional stations? Is it the case now that that YouTube is better at, at regulating extreme content than Australian regulators are? Well, the bottom line is that ACMA, the Australian regulatory authority responsible for ensuring that the broadcasting industry in this country broadcasts factual information, ACMA has failed miserably to exercise its responsibilities on something as fundamental as spreading misinformation and disinformation on critical questions of public health. So where ACMA failed, YouTube, a private corporation, had to step in, apply its own global code of ethics as it relates to the pandemic, and found uh, Murdoch's Sky Television Network wanting. The bottom line is ACMA has become a toothless tiger. It's too frightened to act in a way which would offend the likes of Rupert Murdoch. And, Kevin, what do you think the overall impact of this will be? Do you think that the strategy that's being employed here will ultimately be successful? Well, you see, Murdoch is not a romanticist. Uh, Murdoch is both a hard-nosed business operator plus a hard-right ideologue. That's the package. Now, uh, in Australia, the way in which he's been able to make a buck, frankly, through his rent-seeking approach to the Morrison government, uh, is to be as accommodating as possible towards Morrison and the Conservatives through his media platforms, both in print, the daily tabloids in every major city and country except Perth, uh, the National Daily, Sky Television, um, and also the rebroadcast of content in terms of the, uh, let's call it the 2GB network across the country on radio as well. It is all designed to cause the Morrison government to conclude that uh, Murdoch remains their very best friend. And that also then further brings influence to bear on uh, Morrison to do deals like he just did in terms of the digital media bargaining code, which delivers a huge cash benefit to the Murdoch um, media operation. So the leverage helps politically, helps the Conservatives get re-elected, but that also provides Murdoch with further leverage to earn a buck on the way through. Part of the reason for belling the cat on all of this is because having observed what has unfolded in America, and I don't want to see uh, the emergence uh, over time of a similar phenomenon in Australia. But the Murdoch stratagem is clear. One, identify a group uh, who are malleable to this uh, far-right uh, political agenda. Two, use a feedback loop and a megaphone to ram a particular set of uh, ideological genders down their throat. And three, consolidate them into becoming an increasingly radicalised support base. And this is where I am concerned about its long-term trajectory in this country as well, turning us into a nation of warring tribes, turning us into a nation where the politics of compromise are no longer seen as possible, uh, a nation where uh, we end up screaming at each other rather than engage in a public debate about the facts. It's frankly the balkanisation of the Australian body politic 
into these warring tribes that I fear most. And that is what Murdoch's Sky Television agenda is all about. Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. Good to be with you. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today... Prime Minister Scott Morrison said on Tuesday that Australia was sending hundreds of troops into Afghanistan to help evacuate Australian citizens and local Afghan staff who worked for the government. Morrison also announced that Australia will not send Afghan nationals back to the country following the Taliban's takeover, but he did not commit to resettling them permanently. And New South Wales has recorded an additional 452 cases of COVID-19 as the state government announced a plan to rapidly increase the number of vaccinations in the high-risk areas of Western Sydney. Health authorities in the state also revealed that they're no longer listing every COVID-19 exposure site publicly, saying they thought people were getting lost in the detail. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.